0: Welcome to Capital Insights, a podcast offered by the WRA to discuss key advocacy issues that are important to property owners and the real estate industry. My name is Tom Larson, Executive Vice President of the WRA. The guest of today's podcast is Senate Majority Leader Devin LeMahieu, who is here to provide us his insights on the upcoming legislative session. Senator LeMahieu, thank you for joining us, and welcome to today's podcast.
1: Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm excited to be here today and share some of my thoughts to to your members. It's great to be here.
0: For those of you who don't know, Senator Lemahue is the former chair of the Senate Housing Committee and was recently elected by his caucus to replace Senator Fitzgerald as Senate Majority Leader. Now, we think it was simply because he was the uh, uh, former Senate Housing Chair and the uh, caucus was really excited about housing issues and, and that was the reason why they elected him. But uh well, I guess we'll have to see, uh, regardless, we're happy to, to have the uh, Senate Majority Leader uh, have a, uh, a background in housing issues and we look forward to working with you. So uh, congrats on your, uh, your recent election.
1: Well, thank you very much. I, I appreciate that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to continue my work with you, even though I won't be chairing the, the housing committee anymore, but, uh, but yeah, I'm excited to continue our relationship together and make sure we can get good policy done for the state of Wisconsin.
0: Well, once a housing chair, always a housing chair in our book, but, uh, want to get on to the, uh, to the questions that, uh, you know, our members are, are very curious about the first we want to talk to you about, and just a kind of, if you can give us an overview of, uh, what you, what your and your caucuses priorities are going to be, uh, this session that would be, you know, kind of a good way to, to start off the, uh, the podcast.
1: Sure. Um, so I think beginning the session, um, there's, there will be a couple of things that we'll be focusing on. Uh, probably the first thing is um, an election reform package. Um, there was a joint hearing last week about, about the election process that just went on and uh, some concerns by the public. We need to make sure that our election laws are as clear as possible to not only make sure that we have fair elections with without no fraud, but also to make sure that there's the perception of, of fair elections in the state of Wisconsin. There's a lot of uh, concern that we're all hearing back in our districts about irregularities, um, some of the um, guidance from the Elections Commission, things like that. So I think probably the one of the first things we'll be doing is trying to work on an election reform package just to make sure that, that going forward, um, no matter who wins or loses, a race in Wisconsin that the electorate will have confidence in those results. Um, So that will probably be one of the first things we begin to work on. Um, Also, there were quite a few bills at the end of last session that made it through the assembly that did not make it through the Senate um, that were good bipartisan bills. Um, And due to COVID coming and shutting us down in March, um, we didn't get around to them. So there'll be a focus at the beginning of this session on especially bills in that area that don't have appropriations tied to them to see if we can get some of those uh, great bills through the process in a, in a timely fashion and then obviously the most important thing we do every session is is pass a budget
0: well uh, that is very good news uh, for us to hear uh, Senator Lemi who we appreciate the overview is we had I think uh, about three quarters of our legislative agenda that uh, was pending for that last floor day of the state Senate All the bills had passed uh, through the assembly with unanimous support. All of the bills had made it through committee with unanimous support and none of the bills have a fiscal note. So uh, the fact that you guys are taking those up, uh, at least considering some of those for uh, early part of the session is uh, great news. Hopefully we can uh, work together to get some of those across the finish line?
1: Yeah, I'm excited about that. It was, it was really unfortunate because I even had a couple of my own bills that uh, didn't have appropriations or very small appropriations, which were scheduled to be taken up on that last floor day and uh, some great pipe bipartisan bills. And uh, so yes, uh, hopefully we can get those done in sort of an expedited um, fashion at the beginning. Unfortunately, they're still going to have to go through the the, the process be introduced again, have the, have the committee hearings, things like that. But uh, since a lot of these bills have been vetted, as, as you said, um, through the assembly, past the assembly, have had great bipartisan support. Hopefully we can get them done um, swiftly.
0: Well, we're looking forward to, to working with you on, on those bills. Uh, want to shift a little bit to uh, a budget issue that is becoming more important to the real estate industry. Uh, since uh, since COVID uh, kicked in, and that's the issue of, uh, of broadband. And in the past, when everybody, when anybody was looking for a home, they were uh, often asking about school districts. They would ask about um, property taxes. Now, the thing uh, our members are hearing about most is uh, uh, internet availability and reliability. And so wondering uh, whether you think uh, broadband is going to be uh, a one of those budget issues where there can be uh, consensus with uh, with both houses and the governor.
1: You know, that broadband is an area where we've seen some pretty broad bipartisan support in the past. I know there's a lot been, um, you know, Senator uh, Jeff Smith has been a strong proponent of increasing funding for broadband um, to, uh, maybe comfort some of your members. Um, my appointment as the co-chair of the finance committee, Senator Howard Markline, has been very involved um, with trying to expand broadband in the rural areas of the state of Wisconsin. Um, he was on the study committee, uh, whenever that was, four or six years ago. Um, he has a great understanding of it. Um, you know, we, we've had some, heard some concerns is that how the PSC has been doling out or, issuing grants in, in broadband areas where they've been maybe not the most effective to get that last mile of coverage or the last couple miles of coverage to places that actually don't have broadband. And maybe some of those grants have been more focused on, you know, improving speed in some other areas. So that that'll probably be an area we look at just to make sure that that last mile is being addressed as well. Obviously that's the um, most costly area to to get broadband expanded into some of those more, more remote places, but you know, you, you are right. I mean, that that is definitely that a deciding factor in, in where people move. Um, you know, I've heard um, stories uh, since COVID that people, instead of wanting to live in a more suburban setting, want to move to since they're taking a lot of the responsibility of of, of teaching their children. Anyways, um, finding more um, remote places, more scenic places in the state of Wisconsin to live. So it's important that there is that broadband option, maybe in the North woods at a house on a lake.
0: I think you're hundred percent right. We're we're seeing it from a lot of interest from uh, uh, people in other parts of the country that uh, if they're, if they have flexibility to live anywhere, coming to Wisconsin, having a place on, on one of our beautiful lakes is something that, uh, that they're strongly considering. So uh, anything that we can do to, Expand, uh, you know, the the accessibility to broadband would be helpful in that regard. Uh, Last question I that we have regarding uh, COVID, and um, you know, with with the vaccine that's coming out, one of the things that we're hearing about from uh, from our brokers from our industry is, you know, whether or not uh, they whether they can mandate that people take the vaccine and and there's some issues surrounded with that, but th- there's that brings up this question of liability. Liability if, if an agent uh, doesn't have uh, vaccine uh, doesn't take the vaccine and they go and show uh, a property and somebody catches the disease, you know, can they be held liable for it? And I know a lot of businesses are concerned about that issue as the economy opens up and uh, people come back into work and whether uh, they can be held liable for uh, somebody. Uh, contracting the uh, the COVID virus, so uh, wondering what the uh, likelihood is that uh, if you guys pass a, a COVID package that it will include some business liability protection.
1: Yeah, that's that's a fantastic question. I appreciate it. So we've uh, I've been meeting with with the speaker and the governor over the last uh, month or so discussing, you know, areas of agreement that we can come together with um, over over a. A COVID package. Um, I know early on the governor and the speaker wanted to do something in in December yet, which we're now in the middle of December. And our position all the time was that if if the Federal CARES Act funding ends December 30th and the federal government doesn't pass any new funding, that we always have the Joint Finance Committee option of transferring some money. But in the meantime, you know, I've been meeting with the speaker and uh, the governor. Um, I've also caucused with the members of my caucus, and we've been working on sort of a a Senate um, position proposal to bring to the table. And one of the the cornerstones of our proposal is what you're talking about, that those liability provisions, that's vitally important. Um, From what I've heard today with the federal government coming to an agreement, those liability reforms are not in that agreement. So it's going to be even more crucial that we get that done in the state of Wisconsin. Um, so yes, that's definitely. I know Senator Kaffinga, um has been working with all different um, industries to make sure that we, we have language that is all encompassing, not just you know businesses, employers, but also nonprofits, um, churches, you know things like that to make sure that schools to make sure that that liability um, protection is in place. So yes, that will be a cornerstone of our plan.
0: Well, our members would be happy to hear that because I think there is just some, uh, over, uh, overlying concern about that, uh, that issue of, of COVID. So, or about, about liability. So, uh, that would be uh, great news for, for, uh, all of our members. Senator yeah. Lemahue thank you for participating in today's podcast and, uh, thank you for being a leader in the State Senate on housing issues over the years. We really appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you for the work that you do. Um, it's you know small business owners, which realtors are small businesses, um, people who are working out there helping the economy move obviously are the backbone of our of our economy. And it's important that groups like yours have a voice at the table to make sure Wisconsin can uh, keep being a leader in, in all areas.
0: Well, thank you. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in today. Uh, We appreciate uh, your support, especially your support for RPAC. Your investment in RPAC allows us to support leaders on important housing issues in the legislature like Senator Lemieux. So thank you.